the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, toward the end of each of our Caregiver SOS on-air programs, we bring you Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist, deals with addictions and caregiving, and Carol Zerniel, who is a nationally known gerontologist and our co-host here on Caregiver SOS on-air. I'm Ron Aaron. Each of our Take 10s, by the way, is available as a standalone podcast. Just go to caregiversos.org and you will find them under podcasts. That's new. And that's new. The Take 10s well, are been new. been there for quite a while. Oh, None okay. of us ever looked. Yeah. Okay. It's there. It's new when you go there the first time. It's Correct. new to you. Yes, exactly. Hi, Jamie. So for, ca- Hi, for caregivers, Dr. Jamie and Carol, who do the same thing. Day after day after day uh, gets a little tedious. It, when nothing is new, it's the opposite. When nothing is new ever, and it is the same thing. So, Jamie, what you know? What is that? The effect of tedium and boredom on people. caregivers and people in general. Well, Carol, it's a tremendous quality of life issue, and it afflicts really at the at the worst at the heart of it are seniors. And to be frank, you've heard me say this, and you've said it all the time. Again, isolation seems to be the cancer of the caregiver's soul. But boredom really leads to a lot of emotional issues. It really does. So before we get to some solutions here, let me depress the audience for, for a bit. Because if one is bored and throughout you know, any span of time, there's the feelings of, of worthlessness that follow, a feelings that life is no longer kind of worth living. And it's accompanied by restlessness. And finally, the ultimate is if you sit long enough, you're going to feel unloved and uncared for. So that's the byproduct of, of being bored over time. None of those things are good. No, none of them are good. In fact, this seems to be, again, and not to equate it with, with the, 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 the worst possible thing, we equate it with suicide, but it is a slow emotional suicide to become isolated, continually bored, be in a tedious sort of energy field, and not touching things that touch us to create that biochemical sort of response, if you will. So you're not producing any endomorphins or endorphins. Right. You're not producing endorphins. You're also not stimulating the body in any way, shape, or form that, that's going to avoid, I should say, episodes of depression. So just think if you, God forbid, or certainly many of our living are, are, are audience here, and, and myself included, has some sort of a medical challenge um, that can be exacerbated by depression. Well, often we say take some medication because psychopharmacology works well with depression. But if you're going to be there isolated, feeling this tedium, if you will, you know you're actually pouring oil on fire for the, for the medical condition that you actually have. And a lot of people don't realize that connection that between depression and any kind of chronic illness or disease, it it make it does it exaggerates what's wrong with you. It makes everything worse. It suppresses your immune system. 
um, and you're much likely to suffer some sort of adverse effect of your being, you know, of your heart disease or your high cholesterol or whatever. But Dr. Jamie, for the caregiver, uh, assuming you're caring for someone, uh, whatever the issues may be, but days become the same. Medication at such and such a time, eat here, toilet there, walk here, back to bed, day after day after day. How do you break that cycle? Well, Ron, again, you know me. I'm going to go back to the addiction world and the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over, over, and over again and expecting a different result. So caregivers of seniors, you know, at all age levels, really, their mental acuity can suffer. Uh, they got to find stimulating activities not just for themselves, but also their loved one, whether that's, I don't know, physical movement, social interaction, brain teasers, but something you have to do. And, and my feeling after all is said and done when we start prescribing these lists of, of things for somebody to do is intuitively and common sense, we know when we're isolating and when we're not. And if we are, connect to something. And it doesn't matter what you connect to, something that stimulates you. Well, I do believe that whatever, if you're going to reach out and, and really feel some connection, I would make it the, the most valuable sort of best effort you could possibly do. Certainly um, going to a support group would fall you know, under that category because not only are you stimulating yourself educationally and emotionally, but you're also finding friends. You're also actually helping. You know, that's the beautiful thing of, of this getting beyond the tedium is volunteering in, in places where people are, are less fortunate or you feel they are. Because when just like a support group, when you give back, you often emotionally receive. Then give the caregiver the answer to this question in just a moment. Let me remind folks, you're listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS On Air. We come to you on 9.30 a.m. The answer, and delighted to be here every week with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernio for Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron. So the caregiver who says, Dr. Jamie... You know, that sounds great, but I can't get out of here. I can't go volunteer. There's nobody who can do what I do for Papa. Wow. That's a mantra, Carol, isn't it? We hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. How often do you also hear that at Caregiver SOS? I mean, I know we're preaching to the choir, but to Ron's point, these are people who actually have kind of taken what Ron has said and said, wow, maybe I need a moment to educate myself and to energize myself and let me go to a caregiver SOS. Maybe I don't have the Superman or Superwoman cape that Ron's describing. Maybe I might need something of self-care for myself. Well, and a, and a lot of people, you know, it's, there's, we've talked about in the past this perfectionism, you know, as if that's even possible, but that this feeling that everything has to be perfect, perfectly safe, perfectly done, perfectly everything without realizing that, you know, sometimes okay is okay. It's not perfect, but, you know, as long as your loved one is safe and cared for, that's okay because it does allow you to do something different, to connect with other people, to get education. And somewhere you have to come to terms with, it You it doesn't have to be perfect. You can let go some of that control. Well, and to Ron's point, exactly what he said, that, and to yours as well, this perfectionism usually manifests itself in exactly the response you know, Ron just gave. Um, I can't get out. I, I'm the only one who can help this person. I'm the one who can actually change the course of this chronic illness. I'm the all-and-powerful Wizard of Oz. And, and to, to a great extent, you know, that's, that's the deal. That's, that is that sort of that feeling of, 
of, of that I can only do. That's the perfectionism. That, that was decide. my mother. Right. It was my mama. Well, when we tried to, Ron, you know, tell try, us. tried to get her help for my dad. No, no. I, I, look, I believed in in sickness and in health. I, t- I take that very seriously, and, and I, I can do this. It's my responsibility, and I love him. I'll do this. Well, you know, Ron, I had a question this week from United Health TV from a, a, a viewer, and they asked me, they said, I'm a caregiver, but I'm also a mother. How do I know which one is which? And I said, as a parent, you know, you're fair, consistent, and available. Um, as a caregiver, you're fair and consistent, but caregiving is a team effort. So you may not be available. You may have to delegate. You may have to bring people in to do what you think you would do. There is a definite distinction, even though there's a lot of crossover. And is tedium a common factor across the board in caregiving? Well, I'm certain that, that you've got a tremendous amount of anecdotes Carol does from Caregiver SOS. I can only tell you that I think they go part and parcel. I think people get really tired and overwhelmed by caregiving simply because they a, have the viewpoint that you just mentioned, that they're the be-all, end-all. And two, life gets so damn tedious. And so going out to a movie or, or forcing yourself, going, let's say, to a Costco and buying 10 movie, movie theater tickets or something that will get you out of the house or bowling or, or support groups, um, th- those are the things I think we have to do. I think tedium is just like an emotional illness. Well, and, and on a small scale, it, breaking you know, that monotony can be eating breakfast outside on the patio, um, opening a window, playing some music, uh, picking music that your loved one would have liked, maybe music from you know, their youth or their heyday. You know, usually it's music when they were in the, the person was in their 20s. Um, you know, something like that just to shake it up a little bit, you know, hey, have chocolate Carol, that's for the dessert. Best point, Carol. You, you just said, you put your finger on it. Everyone, life itself is routine. I mean, we, we really just have to shake it up. I mean, and do something different here. So maybe it's not some monumental thing to go somewhere. But just like you said, Carol, maybe it's things around us we can change that routine with. You want a vivid difference in age that comes right through the car radio? You mentioned yes, yes, yes listening to your husband. music. Yes, yes. I get in the car, and, and my wife has satellite. She's listening to eighties on eight, and I change it to fifties on five. <laughs> That's right. And do you ha- do you have a marriage mediator for that? Uh, we, we we reach a uh, satisfactory conclusion. They of play that, the sixties on six, which is we're flat out of time. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Jamie. Thank you, Carol. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS on air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Email suggestions and comments on this radio program at wellmed.net. And join your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel, for another edition of Caregiver SOS on air on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.